Well, let's get into this thing and finish up what the Lord started this morning. Yes. Hallelujah. And uh, we, uh, we began in Genesis chapter uh, 2 for our text, uh, Genesis 2 and 7, and then John 20 and 21. We're going to read these again because this is what the basis of the message is all about. Hallelujah. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Can somebody say amen? amen. Then let's go to the New Testament to St. John's Gospel, chapter 20, verses 21 and 23. 23. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them. Oh, glory. And said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. We are preaching on the subject titled, The Second Breath of God. The Second Breath of God. Lord, as we come tonight one final time, I ask God that you will honor us enough to breathe on us one more time as we finish this word that we began this morning. Speak to us tonight. Encourage us in your word, and we'll give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' wonderful, mighty name. Let the church say, Amen, Amen, and you can be seated. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. In the first half of the message this morning, if you... Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's all pray for Sister Edna right now. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Right now, mighty God. Hallelujah. Lord, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus, God. Asking God that you would touch God, Sister Edna, right now, God. God, we rebuke this right now in Jesus' name. We rebuke it right now, Lord. Hallelujah, God. Let there be a healing flow right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, now touch you right now, God. Hallelujah, God, right now, God. God, we agree right now. We agree right now, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Touch right now and heal, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah, right now, God. Right now, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, God. Touch her right now, God. Touch her right now, mighty God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Thank you, mighty God. Yes, God. Right now in your name, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. We speak healing right now, God. Speak healing right now, God. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Right now, Lord, in your name, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. 
Yes, God. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, God. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, praise God. Let's clap our hands and thank God. Praise the Lord. God, right now, Lord. Have you heard God? Yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God is still on the throne. Amen. He's still on the throne. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We, um, we talked this morning in our message this morning about the first breath of God, which was when he stooped down to breathe the breath of life into the cold, lifeless form of Adam's body. And how Adam rose up to experience everything God had created just for him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God stooped down. The creator, the mighty God, he stooped down to breathe the breath of life into the lungs of Adam. But abruptly, everything changed when Adam disobeyed God and the power, authority, and dominion that Adam had was lost. The fellowship and the communion he had with his maker was over. And the only thing Adam had to look forward to was the grave becoming his final home. Because of Adam's sin, all mankind had the wind knocked out of them, which made us helpless, hopeless, and eternally lost. My God. That's where we left off this morning. That was the final thing that we talked about, how that Adam had the wind knocked out of him. But God, somebody say, but God, was preparing a second wind. Hallelujah. God was preparing a second wind which was going to blow from heaven itself that would forever change the direction of man and give us a better hope and a brighter future that when we as sinful human beings could ever conceive or wish for. (coughs) Now, I told you this morning, I told you this morning that everything in the Old Testament, they just didn't happen to be happening. But all those things were types and shadows where God was looking ahead to something greater and something better. 
Listen to me now. When God stooped down to breathe life into Adam, it was also a type and shadow of a greater thing God had in mind. <laughs> for now, for now, because man had the breath knocked out of him, God stooped again. Oh, hallelujah. That's what, that's what got a hold of me so much this morning. That literally humbled me so much this morning. Just like God stooped to breathe into that lifeless body of Adam, God, Brother Paul, stooped again. But this time God stooped down from the throne of glory and he stooped down to a stable in Bethlehem. And God became a man. Woo, hallelujah. He stooped down. Woo, hallelujah. The creator, the almighty. He stooped down from the throne, amen, to the stable in Bethlehem. And he took on the form and the likeness of sinful flesh. Amen. So you can have the breath put back in you. God, hallelujah, amen, God, the eternal one, he stooped down, and God become a man, you can't stoop no lower than that, folks, hallelujah, the great I am, mm. hallelujah, he stooped again, but this time he stooped from his throne to the stable in Bethlehem, to become a mere man in order to pave the way. Mm. In order to pave the way for God to breathe that second breath so we could be filled with the Spirit. If you got the Holy Ghost tonight, that ought to make you rejoice. That ought to stir something in your spirit. Mm. Hallelujah. Now, let's go to this part. And I want to talk about God's second breath. <laughs> we talked about God's first breath this morning. But let's talk about the second breath now. Hallelujah. And I want to say something right now before I get into this. The Lord... From time to time, as I have grown and studied and, and trying to pull more golden nuggets from the Word of God, God has led to different revelations of the Word. I mean, at one time, I didn't see who Jesus was. But God revealed that to me. I didn't understand the mighty God in Christ, but he revealed that to me. I didn't understand baptism in water in Jesus' name, but he revealed that to me. Now God has opened up yet again some things that I'm going to be getting to in this second part of this message tonight that maybe when, you, when I first begin to preach it, it may cause you to pull back just a little bit and say, well, maybe I, I, I've never quite heard it quite like that. 
but I feel like God has given me some deep spiritual insight. And all I ask for you to do is to be prayerful in mind and just let God, and just see, see if God will connect. Because if you got the Holy Ghost, there, I believe that there's something that connects with us. Hallelujah. Amen. God's second breath. When God created the earth, he looked down on everything that he had made and said that it was good. He was proud of his creation. But now everything had changed. Death reigned. The earth was cursed. But most of all, God missed his communion with man. His crowning creation was lying lifeless with his authority, power, and strength abated. Man needed his breath back. Yes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And then suddenly, oh, hallelujah, suddenly something happened. John 20 and 22, and when he said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. That was the second breath of God. Hallelujah. That goes beyond that first breath that he breathed into Adam back in the beginning. Hallelujah. It was deeper than anything that man had ever received. You see, Jesus had finished his work on the earth. He was ready to return to heaven, but he was not willing to leave his church here alone. So 50 days after Passover, the wind of heaven began to blow. And the second breath of God filled the lungs of a new church. And she was ready now to live. Hallelujah. She was ready to go forth, conquering and to conquer. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't believe the church should be a bunch of whiny babies crying around about what the devil is doing. The Bible says that the kingdom of heaven suffereth violent and the violent take it by force. I believe it's time that the church realize we got something more powerful in us than what the world's got out there and we don't. Hallelujah. The church was ready to thrive. Amen. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Oh, glory to God, that second wind, that second breath of God coming from the second Adam. Oh, hallelujah, glory to God. The first Adam was of the earth and earthly, and God said that earthly stuff. It, oh, hallelujah, glory to God. Amen. You know what? It's time that the church give up on the earth because God gave up on it a long time ago. That first Adam was of the earth, earthly, and he wasn't able to get the job done. So the second Adam came along, had nothing to do with the earth. Lord God, he's a Lord from heaven, the Word said. Woo, I feel the, my God. Oh, my God. 
Shalomai. Glory to God. That sound of the rushing mighty wind filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Give God a hand clap of praise about that. Glory. Hallelujah. The first breath of God gave us physical life. But the second breath of God gives us spiritual life. Hallelujah. Which is capable of connecting us to the supernatural realm where we can tap in to all the power and wisdom. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God of Jehovah God so we can claim and walk in all the dominion that God has intended us to have before Adam's fall. Hallelujah. It's not physical life that we need to be concerned about. It's that spiritual life. Word the death about this old physical man. Hallelujah. Some people do. But it ain't the physical man that you need to be concerned with. It's that spiritual man. Hallelujah. We and that spiritual man needs the second breath of God <coughs> to breathe in them, to breathe through them. You cannot make it in the this world is going today unless you've got the breath of God in you. Now, now I'm going to get to what I was talking about where God gave me some enlightenment. And I believe the reason why he did this is because I see a, I see a, a bad trend happening in Pentecostal churches today. People are just not stressing like they used to, the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And it seems like fewer and fewer people are receiving that experience. I'm going to give you something tonight. I feel like that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Holy Ghost is no option. Hallelujah. This second wind that God pours and that he breathes on yeah. people it's not an option that you could, it's not a take it or leave it situation. But if you want to be a child of God, a true, genuine, bona fide child of God, you're going to have to be breathed on by God. The third and final point children of God by the Spirit. Children of God by the Spirit. Now follow me. I'm going to, if, if, I hope God will help me to uh, contain my spirit so I can, I can minister this because I want you to understand and see what this is that the Lord has enlightened me with. Romans chapter 8, verses 11 through 14. Now let's, let's read this. But if the Spirit of Him... Now... Let me qualify this right here. 
the spirit of him, if the Bible says the spirit of him, you've got to understand that it's got to be talking about the Holy Ghost. Because the Bible said there's only what? One spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken. Can I, can I add just a little something there? By his breath, he shall quicken by his breath. Your mortal bodies, by his spirit or by his breath, that dwelleth in you. My, my. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. Mm. Look at this now. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now, that, that word sons right there in, in the King James is translated sons. But in the Greek, it's neuter gender, meaning not male nor female. So actually, when it says sons of God, it's not just talking about men, but it's women too. It's children of God. Children of God. Now, let's get into this right here. Now, here is where many miss the boat. They make all their salvation attributed to the blood and don't recognize the part of the Holy that the part of the Holy Spirit plays in their salvation. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. This is what God quickened in my spirit. I believe in the blood. I love the blood. We sang the song, Thank God for the Blood. Hallelujah. The blood's precious, can somebody say amen? amen? Hallelujah. But I want to show you something. There's a lot of churches and a lot of people, they, they make all of their salvation attributed to the blood and do not recognize the part that the Holy Ghost plays in their salvation. Now, listen to me. I am my earthly father's son, Sam Pruitt Sr. I am his son because of the bloodline. The family name, the family likeness, and identity. Oh, he called my son, tell you. Thank you. Thank you, God. I'm not going to say I never saw this before, but it just wasn't as real and powerful to me as what it was when God was dealing in my, in my heart through the Spirit of God as I, was, as I was putting this down. Listen, the family name, the family likeness and identity passes from earthly father to me through the bloodline. Amen. I'm a Pruitt 
because my daddy was a Pruitt. I've got certain qualities and features and characteristics of me that I can identify. The older I get, I can see my daddy in me. I see me doing things that I remember as a kid my daddy doing. And all that comes through the bloodline. Hallelujah. Passed from generation to generation. But listen to me now. I'm not talking about the natural family here now. Now we're talking about the spiritual family. The family of God. In the spiritual family of God, or family of Christ, family identity and connection does not pass through the blood of Christ, but through the Spirit of God. I had never fully understand and seen that. And I, I failed to see ministers stressing this to their people because we want to put 100% emphasis on the blood. And like I said, I'm not taking nothing from the blood. It has its part. But so does the Spirit of God. Now, the natural family, my identity, my name, everything comes through the bloodline. But it's not that way in the body of Christ. Our identity does not come through the blood of Christ. It comes through the Spirit of Christ. Yes. You want to know why some people have a hard time dedicating their life to God? Why some people, hallelujah, amen, still want to play in the world and identify with the world rather than identifying with God? Hallelujah. They stopped at the blood and never got the Spirit of God to give them their identification. Listen to me. I'm going to show you something here now. <coughs> the spiritual family of Christ, his family identifies and connects, passes not through the blood of Christ, but through the Spirit of Christ. The blood of Christ... And you listen to this, and in, in some people at first might seem foreign, but consider this. I beg you to consider this. The blood of Christ is for cleansing and atonement. <laughs> but it does not quicken you. Hallelujah. See, back when I was a good old Baptist boy, man, we, we, like, we liked that blood. But the problem of many of us is we stopped at the blood. And because we didn't let God to take us beyond the blood, we never got our, our identity. There's a lot of Baptist folks that's got the Holy Ghost all over them, but they can't identify who they really are. Oh, my Glory. Your identity don't come through the blood. Your identity comes through the Spirit. The blood of Christ is there for your cleansing and your atonement. But the blood of Christ does not quicken you. It's the Spirit of Him, not His blood. Listen to what this pastor's saying. It's the Spirit of Him not his blood, 
but his spirit, if it dwells in you, it will quicken your mother body. Woo! Yeah, mama. The blood does not quicken. The blood cleanses and it atones. But it takes the spirit to quicken. My, 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 my. Hallelujah. Glory God. The identity of your heavenly father is not passed to you through the blood, but through the spirit. So in order for you to claim Jesus as your Lord, you can only do it by the Holy Ghost and not by the blood. Do you realize how powerful that is, what I just said? I call you, I told him, I said, hallelujah. We are children of God by his spirit. <laughs> oh, glory. We become his child, not through the blood, but through the spirit. The only way, this, this is why it's necessary, and Brother Wayne just about spoke my scripture there. This is why that we got to be born again of the water and of the Spirit. This is why the Holy Ghost is no option. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is why that we need to bring back them old tearing service. Hallelujah. And stay here till midnight if we have to, to pray people through to the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. But we don't have the patience no more. We don't have the time no more. I can tell you when this church, years ago, if somebody come in demon-possessed, it don't matter if it took an hour to get the demon out of them. We would not let them leave without being filled with the Spirit afterwards. Exactly. Because when the spirit of the evil one leaves the house, it goes out searching rest among dry places but don't find none. And when he comes back to the house that he came out of, he finds it swept, he finds it clean, and he moves back in with seven brothers more worse than him. Can some, hey, let me, what are you saying? I'm telling you, do not take the time to pray the devil out of somebody if you're not willing to take the time to pray the Holy Ghost in them. <coughs> Thank God for the blood. It has its work. It's got its place. But your identity and the way that you have the right to call Jesus Lord is by the Holy Ghost, not by the blood. 
Let me give you scripture. I'm fixing to close. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus a curse. The last part of that verse. And that some man, you say some man, a few men, no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the blood. This is, huh? No. By the Holy Ghost. If you ain't got the Holy Ghost, Jesus is not your Lord. I don't mean to hurt your feelings or to make you feel bad, but unless you got the Holy Ghost, you can't say Jesus is your Lord. <clears throat> but the way some of us act, we act like the way I read it first. No man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the blood. But that ain't what it says. Let me pull a brother Flannery on you. By brother Flannery, I'm talking about, I'm going to take you to the Amplified Version. That same verse. Look at this. Therefore, I want you to know that no one speaking by the power and influence of the Spirit of God can say, Jesus, be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is my Lord, except by the power and influence of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Thank God for the second breath of God. Thank God for the second breath of God. Hallelujah. Oh, 61, 61 years ago in the old Baptist hospital, this old preacher boy, amen, was born, and that doctor smacked me on the backside, and I began to cry because the first breath of God came in me, and I began to breathe. Oh, hallelujah. But in 1970, in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, whoo, glory to God, the Holy Ghost, whoo, I experienced the second breath, and I'm in the same sense. Woo, my God! Oh. Thank you, Lord. Now understand, what I have said has not dishonored, disrespected, or taken anything away from the blood of Christ. I've just put it in the right perspective. I have done what the Bible says to do that many refuse to do. I have rightly divided the Word of God. Hallelujah. We got to get people covered by the blood. That comes through repentance. Hallelujah. We got to get them repentance. Got to get them immersed in water. But the identity, the power, that comes through the second breath. Oh, hallelujah. Thank God for his second breath. Thank you, God.